Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. My name is Leah Diana, and with my co-host and boyfriend, Sean Tatro, we shall be winding back the reels to 1970. With the help of a smooth-talking tomcat, a family of Parisian felines set to inherit a fortune from their owner tries to make it back home after a jealous butler kidnaps them and leaves them in the country in the Aristocats. Well, let's get into it. Coming to home video for the very first time, one of the greatest Disney classics, the Aristocats. Meow. Meet a wealthy duchess and her three adorable kittens. Why should you be first? Because I'm a lady, that's why. You're not a lady. You're nothing but a sister. They've been catnapped and abandoned in the French countryside. They're gone! By a greedy butler out to steal their fortune. What's gonna happen to us? Now it's up to O'Malley, the streetwise, smooth-talking alley cat, to save the day. Yeah! Join an unforgettable cast of delightful Disney characters as they help Duchess and her kittens find their way home. Place some skin on me, scat cat. The Aristocats. It's filled with excitement. Charge! Romance. Scandalous. Sissy stuff. And music you'll be dancing to all night long. This is outrageous crazy. But most of all, it's... Quiet! It's delightful Disney fun. It's a jazzy addition to your Walt Disney Classics collection. The Aristocats, coming soon to video cassette. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. throughout this entire fucking We're thing. both going to be on cat wrangling. So, let's just uh let's just address the elephant in the room, or shall I say for the viewers who have, you know, visual the hair growth in the room. It's been a bit. Yeah, it's been a little while. Um life got a little bit busy. Busy? Uh a little stressful, a little hectic. 2022 has not been kind no um and i mean not you guys won't really notice those of you watching or listening because we record all this ahead of time so the episodes come out sequentially for you every single week for us there might be 
weeks and weeks before the next episode, so... I think it's been about two months. Maybe a little longer. Yeah. It's been a bit. I mean, we planned on doing some... <clears throat> we planned on doing some episodes, and then I got a really bad eye infection in my right eye. To the point where I was out of work for three days total and I couldn't see out of my right eye it was completely swollen shut and I had made plans that whole weekend because it was shitty weather the whole weekend it was snowing and shit weather and freezing I was like cool maybe we can you know get some episodes done cut to my eye is still not completely 100% better and it's been about a month I mean, it looks a lot better than it did. It does, but I did notice this morning in the car, there's this tiny white dot still there. Well, that's your tear duct, I mean. No, it's on top of my eye. Oh. It's on top. It's, like, right up here. So I'm like, cool, I'll address that problem later. Uh, but yeah, 2020's been not terrible. It could be, you know, we're not saying it, but it's been really rough. Yeah. Um... So, what better way to record a new episode than to drag Sean kicking and screaming into a lesser-known Disney classic that had, might I add to you, a, what I would like to call, a sensitivity warning in the beginning of it. Because, oh boy, oh look, and there's our cat. To those of you watching, this is Autumn. She has gotten a little bigger. <laughs> She's gotten a lot more asshole. Thank and you for making your debut in an episode where we're talking about, about cats. cats. <laughs> Tiny little cats. You know what? You're just you gonna just chill, You know what? That's fine. <laughs> just stay there. Just chill. We don't have to pay attention where she's on camera. <sighs> so, honey. Yes, darling. What did you think about the Aristocats? I fucking hated it. <laughs> Mid-sip. You're an ass. I, uh... I don't, this has never been one of my favorites. Even seeing it growing up, I didn't really enjoy it then. I think my sister really liked it. All little girls loved this. My sister loved Marie. It, uh... Girls don't start fights, but they can finish them. Like, everyone uh, loves Marie. Everybody. I don't know, it's just it's dull, it's predictable, it's very... Racially insensitive. <laughs> very racially insensitive. So the movie's very famously known for the song, You Bitch, You're Gonna Do It, Aren't You? No. <laughs> um, very well known for the song, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Because it's sang by Scatman Crothers. Yes. Fun fact... Louis Armstrong was supposed to be the person that did Scat Cat, but something happened, and Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers, huh? I believe so. So this movie has a Shining connection. Oh, fuck, are you serious? Wait, Scatman, he was the dude! Scatman Crothers is, uh, fucking Dick Halloran. Oh my god! Yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm correct, that it's, um... I read it really quick earlier, so... Where are all the things? I, I lost every fact that I needed. Um, yeah, Scatman Crothers replaced Louis, Louis Armstrong. Illness kept Louis from being able to play out the character, and he was recast. Well, that's, that's kind of an interesting 
Very connection for a Disney film, at least. Yeah. Um. So everyone knows the story of this movie. This is not one that I think we have to play out completely. There are a rich cat with three rich kittens living in a mansion with Madam. Which, by the way, I want to make mention, what kind of a fucking whore bag was this rich-ass cat where she has three kittens that look, or one of only one of which looks like her? Hey, we have a cat that we're not sure where the hell she came from. I have had cats... Um, like if you've got the mom's white, I would have to say the dad would have had to have been a calico. Okay. Or something, maybe. I know a lot of calicos are really, usually female, but like, I don't know. Well, my question is, she's very clearly a pampered house cat. So like, how did she have kittens in the first place? She's sneaking around. I'm saying that kitty door <laughs> leads to something other than, you know, going outside for some fresh air. It's going for some tail. Oh, Jesus, I guess Who so. Who knows? Maybe Thomas O'Malley is the daddy. And he just doesn't remember? Oh, fuck bitches get money? Huh? One drunken night. <laughs> hey, if that goose could get fucking hammered off the wine, soak in the chaos. Yeah, why in the hell is there a hammered goose in this movie? Because he was marinated to be used in a recipe. Oh. Marinated. Okay. Alright. But instead of staying in it, he drank himself out of the wine. Because he's a, he's a he's wild and crazy goose. There's a lot of wild and crazy shit in this movie. I mean, it's coming off the tail end of the 60s. Um... See, there are a couple of fun facts that I liked. Uh, this film was released on Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy. It is the twentieth animated Disney film. Jesus. It was made on a budget of four million, and it grossed ten million domestically. So it's pretty, pretty successful. But this is one of the lesser-known Disney films. It didn't do as well. Well, this wasn't one of the more popular ones. It's not like no. Aladdin or. This came out around or between 101 Dalmatians and The Jungle Book. So those two are very memorable. And this one kind of, while cute, falls a little to the the backside. I believe that the story of this one isn't as strong. It's basically, and the story is this. Rich Kitty, three rich kittens, live in a house with Madame. And you hear that Madame used to be an actress and she's writing her will. She's leaving everything to the cats, but the butler overhears that, gets jealous, steals the three cats, drops them in the countryside, they make it back. He tries to get rid of them again, he gets caught, and there's a little bit of banter and cuteness, but that's basically the story. The story is very kind of insane, because it's like, if you were to take four cats and drop them in like the countryside, no. Go away. Like, they're not making their way back. <clears throat> no. They're adorable cats. Someone's adopting their asses. Well, that's like... <laughs> there are so, a lot of little dark elements of this. Um, that... Like, I, I one thing I noted uh, was that, like, when... We, we see the, the car... The, the basket thing that he was keeping them in yeah. it flies out of the motorcycle goes down falls down by the river and then like does like that whole chase sequence with the dogs 
But then it goes back to the basket, and you see, like, all the cats have been thrown all over the place. Like, yes. it was, like, a horrific wreck. A horrible accident. <laughs> like, cat, cat parts everywhere. Well, that's in my head, because, like, I'm used to brutal horror movies and stuff. Like, I was just, like, imagining, like, if this was, wasn't a cartoon... Mm. Like, the mother would be dead. The fucking... Maybe one of the kittens would have survived. <laughs> one of them drowns. The other one got eaten by one of those fucking dogs. Oh, my God. Fun fact, the dogs were named after um, French generals, Napoleon Bonaparte, and Marquez de Lafayette. Oh. That's what the dogs were named after. The two kittens, um, the boy kittens, T- Toulouse and Brazil... I can't remember what their names are. Um... Toulouse was the kitty that did the painting. He was a famous painter in France, named after a famous painter. And the other one, Belouse, 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 whatever, little little gray kitty. Yeah. He was named after a famous composer. So everybody has references to to everything. Where this this movie was, it's cute. It's cute for a kid. Like, I understand why girls love this movie. Because Marie's cute, and Duchess is pretty, you know, and who doesn't like cats? As an adult, this movie is not good. This no. movie kind of... And no hate if you love this movie, because I have a soft spot for this movie, but watching it, I wanted to fall asleep. It's just, this is kind of boring. Yeah, it's, it's just not that interesting. Like, they try very hard to make... It exciting and have a lot happening mm. all the time and it's be kind of fast paced but it's just it's a dull story it's not very interesting you can see why this one's very much for kids yeah now everyone knows the story everyone knows the banter I'd like to talk about the problems with this film well before we actually this kind of touches on the problems a little bit but something I wanted to make note of was that I appreciated the old school animation. So like there's like a there's like scratchy differences between frames and like when it, Madame walks her hair it's all over it's the place. It's all over the place because of the animation. Like it gives the animation a, a life that you don't get from like a Pixar animation. Yeah. And um like you just know that it's all hand drawn uh each frame one by one um and it it feels a little a little more lively in a different way. Uh, watching it in HD is kind of an oh. interesting experience because you actually kind of you see the layers layered movements. You see of the each. layers. You see the eraser marks. You see yes. the redraws. Where you can cr- see like like uh, when you make a sketch. Yes, the, and you have the cross. The cross in the face. Yep, I noticed that with Edgar a lot. Yeah. You also, um, there was a part, it's closer to the end where they do this shot of, uh, of the house and like the window curtains open and Madame comes to the window and she literally like comes into the frame. Like she's just a piece of paper. You laughed. It was so funny. You laughed at that. And I was like, what are you laughing at? Like, it's a very sincere, tender moment. (laughs) And all of a sudden I realize it's like a popsicle stick drawing. Like, (laughs) like, well, all right. There's, you can actually notice the, how cheaply 
the animation is done back then. But it's not. It, to them, back then, it wasn't cheap. It well, was state-of-the-art and I'm amazing. talking about now. Now, like, you're looking at it like, we got fucking 4K, and we're working on 8K. Can you imagine this in 8K? It's like, oh, I can see the eraser dust, guys. <laughs> little blow would, uh, would solve that right away, you know? And not uh, drugs blow. I mean blowing with your mouth. We don't do drugs here. <laughs> There's no drugs. No, I just thought that was like that. It's flawed by every measure, but it's it's cool to like look back at that. Its flaws what are what make it something that an era that will never happen again. Disney is very much into the swing of digital art. Yeah. I happened about a month ago to catch Encanto, which is one of the newest Disney films that came out. And I've heard like a lot of the songs playing on TikTok. Never really put two and two together. And then I watched it. It really hit like a nerve or something. Were you there when I watched the ending of it? Or did you come home after I finished it? I honestly don't remember. I was crying because Encanto seems like this cute film that like kids nowadays would love or teenagers but to somebody who's in their 30s and like there's a lot of things it touches on to me it's like okay all right this kind of feels a little heavy I'm gonna and then again Disney movies make you think and now it's like they're like oh it's not like Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast, like, oh, my mom's dead. I just have my dad. Ooh, I'm making bad choices. No, it touches on a lot of real shit yeah. that makes you sit there and go, oh. Well, that's the thing with, like, modern Disney movies. They they play to more mature audiences because kids mature faster now. So, like, you can deal with some much more real issues um, that back then they wouldn't allow yeah. the studios to do and I think that's I think it's a good thing mm. in a lot of ways but sometimes I miss the simplicity of how it used to be I do I miss the animation and I, I remember when I was in my I was like barely double digits and they still had the animation studio um, down in Walt Disney World <clears throat> you could look at all the animation stuff and it gave me goosebumps how good these people could be drawing. You could watch somebody make a couple of, of frames very quickly now. And I think to myself, how long does it take somebody to make a digital one? It has to be a long time. But then again, technology has come a long way, so... Well, yeah, nowadays you can actually, like, one person can build the digital character and then that file can be used to, like, import it into the animation software and then you just work off of that one digital character. Jesus. So, like, these... I'm not an animator. I'm just a, a... I'm just a simple man. I'm kind of extrapolating how I'm pretty sure it works now. Yeah. I don't know for sure, so if you're an animator, don't chew my fucking head off, please. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. <sighs> so one of my favorite characters is Duchess. I love Duchess. Of course it is. She's so sweet. She's so regal. She's so proper. She's such a whore. My other favorite one is Toulouse. <laughs> this little tough kitten, like, I'll fuck you up, man. <clears throat> He's cute. 
Um, she is voiced by Ava Gabor. The I thought kitten it was is? no Duchess. Oh, Duchess. Duchess is, Duchess okay. is Ava Gabor. I didn't realize that Ava Gabor is different. Is is Ava Gabor different from Zaza Gabor? I thought they might have been the same person. All I, I think know it's is, a different person. I think but they might one be of the Gabors was married to Trump at one time. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> uh oh, he let his eyes roll. Now I have to check. That is our cat. I don't know if yeah, you guys can hear her, but she's like whining. She's a pain in our ass. Kitten. Yes. You don't like it when we do this. <laughs> Ava Gabor is her sister. Ah, okay. okay. Oh my god, she was married to so many fucking people. Um, another thing I'd like to actually mention before we stray too far from the animation. Is I'm, I'm wrong. I don't think any of them were married to the Trumps. I forget who was. Someone was. Someone in that vein of cute, um, hot blonde in the 70s or something. Oh, that narrows it down. <laughs> um, I'd actually like to say that they... Even though this is older animation and like things were much harder back then, they did a pretty great job uh, matching what cats actually look like when they move and play and stuff in this hmm. movie. I don't know how they did it that well, but kudos. Mm. I mean, it looks it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I'm trying to pull stuff to talk about this because I don't want to talk about the problematic stuff just yet. Um, it, some of the animation when the cats are dancing on, on two legs is the same animation that was reused for Robin Hood. And then that animation was used for the Jungle Book. <laughs> so, like, because they didn't have a lot of... <sighs> Maybe it was tougher to get, like, actors to dance and sing. One of the fun facts I know about Disney movies is Sleeping Beauty, when they're doing the scene where she's dancing in the woods. Yeah. That actually, a woman came in, a professional dancer came in and dressed as Aurora and danced for the animators for, like, an afternoon just all the things how she interacted and they copied it exactly so they only had so much like knowledge to go off of so when those movies were made like 60s 70s robin hood this movie jungle book they all used the same dancing style or like actor kind of movements so it's kind of cool to go oh hey the the jungle ooh, wee, ooh i want to be like oh you're like oh well, that's cool and then you see the dance sequence between Maid Marian and Robin Hood, and then you see um, Thomas O'Malley and Duchess dancing, and you're like, all the same. Dance. Yeah, because they would just reuse <laughs> frames smart. essentially. But nowadays, it's like, like uh, my now nowadays mind is going, is that cheap? Well, it is. It saved them a lot of money. Mm. Um, and like nowadays, you can just motion capture everything. Yeah. So. They have a much they have it much easier now in my opinion. And granted, I'm sure it's we're not digital create we're not digital artists. I'm sure animators still find it tough at times, but they even they have to admit they have a lot more working for them. There's more tools yeah. at their disposal than there used to be. Back then a pen and a paper is what you had. Yeah. Now you've got oh fucking whole of technology on your side. And there was a brief period of time where I considered that as a career path like I was I started out as a 
artist, like an illustrator, mm. and I had aspirations like, oh, I want to work in f- movies. Like maybe I can go into animation or. You want to move work in more? Oh, no, the joke would have been good. You want to work in moving pictures, kid? I did want to work. You want to be a pictures. star? However, <laughs> I quickly outgrew that goal and went for actual film. But <laughs> I have to say, and I hope someday it gets to be displayed on the podcast, your art is incredible. I love your art. <laughs> it is amazing. Don't sit there and smile and be like, uh, yeah, see? Awkward. His uh, art is great. So I, w- I hope that at some point, maybe you can make a thumbnail so everyone can see it. At some point. Or uh, we could use your art in some of the upcoming projects we're actually thinking about. We've started fleshing out ideas for new things to happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Like, problem, no, making it happen. The problem with illustration is it takes a while. And trying to incorporate that into something that like this where it's we're constantly kind of trying to keep stuff coming, it's it's very difficult. You just make one. That's fine. That's, that's no big deal. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think we have to touch upon the problematic. Parts yeah, because I don't have a lot to say about this movie. I don't. Like, I don't hate this movie, but viewing it as an adult, I'm like, all right, I never have to watch this again. But I was really excited to score this beautiful clamshell that is in impeccable condition, except for this right here. If I did have my original copy of The Little Mermaid to show everybody, eventually I'll pull that out when we watch oh, that. Oh, God. It, that thing is falling apart. This is in incredible condition. When I found this, I was like, oh, yeah, I want that. <laughs> so I'm making it a point to count, to collect all of the Disney clamshells. So there's a lot of fucking clamshells, guys. So many. Oh, we can touch upon that before we touch upon the problem problematic. Ugh. I'm really sorry. I can't talk today. We can touch upon what we did while we weren't recording. So everybody knows our entire library is now between us live. We know exactly what is in our collection at all times yes. right now. We we have begun to catalog we've cataloged everything that we currently own in terms of movies. And we're talking VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Yep. We have so much, and it now we can keep track of it all as we grow it even further. Yep. And eventually, we'll tell you guys how we did that. Uh, but that's a lot more of a discussion oh, than yeah. we want to do in this episode. But you know, when we go out, we open the app up, we scroll, and I went, "Do I have Aristocats? I don't. I picked it up." And that's how I went, gee, we're going to watch this movie because I kind of just want to put it away. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been sitting out here for a little bit. Oh, she f- she fell asleep, guys. No more interruptions. Thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing to do with us. All right. So this came with a sensitivity warning in the beginning. Yes. And me thinking to myself, you like in the past when I watched this, I'm like, why is there a sensitivity warning on this? I don't understand. Then it got to everybody wants to be a cat. There was a depiction of an Italian cat, a German cat, a Russian cat, and a Chinese cat, which was a Siamese. Um, two very different things. 
Yeah. Number one. Number two, the Siamese cat started playing chopsticks, literally the the composition chopsticks with, with chopsticks, chopsticks and singing Siamese Shanghai something something and I was like basically just oh spouting Asian stereotypes doing the stupid like instead of saying ours it was like rawr, like like something stupid like making fun of the accent back then it was all comical now my heart sank and I was yeah. like oh my god I'm like you don't think about that as a kid but now the way the world is today You've got to think about this. Yeah, it's. It was pretty. It was cr- in your face. Really cringy. What we. And not cringe in like a like oh that's cringe no this was. Like ooh. I watch a lot of old movies. I watch a lot of stuff from the seventies eighties. With this podcast, our biggest goal is to like mostly be watching things from the exploitation era yes. of cinema where. Obviously, still not at that point, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but so I see a lot of s- really harsh stereotypes for other ethnicities and uh, uh, like cultures and stuff like that. And this was probably one of the worst. This is I the have worst ever seen. one I've seen. Because like I most never of those, you can about it. most of those it'll be like an actual like. Asian actor stereotyping his own culture, so yes. it's like, all right, that's fine. It's not I can even accept that, it's it. Like, okay, it's still a little, all right. It's still well. wrong, but the fact that it's an Asian actor yeah. makes it a little bit less of an impact. Yeah. This is a cartoon doing that, so. It, uh. You're like, oh god. <laughs> and to me, like, I looked right at him when we were watching this. I was like, oh fucking boy, like. I probably, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, wouldn't have given two shits about it. No. Now, I I really did. I was like, oof. Whole different world, no. baby. It is. And you know what? I think it's changing personally for the better. Because I am for the appreciation of other cultures. Yes. And you can appreciate a culture. Just don't insult a race, a culture, an individual, a group of people, anyone. Like, really, we were watching something earlier. I think it was Red Letter... Red Letter... Red Letter Media. Thank you. Tongue twisters galore today. And they were watching a movie where there was a gang, um, and they were going, oh, white boy, white boy, white boy, and you said... Is there a time where I should be offended by white boy or well, something like that? No, well, my question was like, hypothetically, is there ever going to be a point in time where, mm, um, where another ethnicity saying, uh, another ethnicity talking bad about white people is wrong? And I said and no. I don't think it ever will be no. because white. Americans mostly have done so much bad in the world, and I don't think anybody, any of us, will be ever ever able to fix it. But not everybody's bad. No, not everybody's bad. But we have to lead by example and start changing yeah. the narrative of what's going on. It's just a very—it's so weird to see 
these types of things. And you're like, oh, where years ago we were conditioned as kids. Oh, it's not that bad. It's just a joke, right? Now it's like, that's not funny. No, I'm not going to lie. As a kid, it went all went over my head. I yeah. didn't know what the fuck it but was. But now it's but... being pointed out to us. It's like, this hurts other cultures. Yeah. Somebody could watch this of any Asian, Asian descent and be highly offended by that. Yeah. But, you know, we've seen it back in the 80s and 90s, and we didn't think anything of it because that was the times. Right. Nobody talked about this stuff, no. really, that or openly, at least. <sighs> yeah, that was, that was rough. The rest of the movie wasn't too bad. Well, I noticed a lot of things throughout this one. Like, none of it's ever... None of it's super in your face or anything, no. but there's, like, a lot of... There's, like, sexualization elements in there with, like, because you have, uh... O'Malley, O'Malley and Duchess. And kind Duchess. of having that very sweet But that's moment. also intermingled with the these, like, broken home themes because he's, like... Is this about the kitten and what he says? No, no, no. That That's a whole <laughs> other thing. I'll get to that. There's, like, broken home themes with the fact that it's, like, they don't have... The kids don't have a dad. They don't know who their dad is. So like he him he would be coming in as like a surrogate father figure to them. Um and yes, I'll talk about there's a moment right when uh they're heading they're gonna be heading back home and they're at O'Malley's the, place. Yep. They're the, spending the night. The kids over here, uh Duchess and O'Malley talking about uh how she can't she has to go back to Madam Madam because She'll be very lonely and we're more than just pets. Yeah. Yeah. And the the little little gray kitten. Gray kitten. (laughs) Mind you, this is a little dark gray kitten. Says, well. Oh, I didn't think of that. I almost had a dad. I didn't think of that. And anybody who has ever seen any stereotype about African-American kids not having fathers. Oh no! It jumped right out. That's not no. It jumped right out of the movie for me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" He said, he said, Who said that? And I'm like, "Oh, okay." I rewinded it. I didn't think anything. I'm like, "Oh, this cute little cat. They they just want a dad." <laughs> I didn't think of that. I was like, "Oh man, that's awful." I really hope that's not what they meant because this movie just got a shit ton darker. I mean, I'm hoping they. I'm reading into it, and it was just like they just gave it to that cat to say, like, "Oh, we'll just give it but, to this one." Like, Ugh. oh my god, <laughs> I was like, "You had to make the little, basically black kitten be he's, the one he's with gray. dad issues." He's gray and blue. We're gonna say he's a blue Persian because of that gray, dark gray color. No, yeah. not no. I can't. <laughs> just broke my brain. I didn't even realize. I was like, oh, okay. Why is that a big deal? Fuck, man. Yeah. It, it it hit hard. I was like, oh my god. Jesus Christ. Please no. Alright, so the next movie we're gonna watch is something even worse. We're gonna, we're gonna find the worst thing in the Disney catalog. Oh god. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of little stupid flaws that uh, you can probably find in like any any you can find any, any Disney movie but like this one in particular 
just stood out to me because it like it happened so quick. But I was just like, what the fuck? My problem with the movies. Oh, go. Oh no, the towards the end when they um they throw the butler in the trunk and he slides out the door. They throw him in the trunk. The lid shuts. Slides out the door, and then the next shot somehow it has a lock on it. <laughs> I was like, the fucking rat, whose name was Rachel, Rachel. Fuck. Hang on. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh no. The little beady-eyed bastard. The little beady-eyed bastard. <laughs> um. Roquefort. His name's Roquefort. He's a mouse. Roquefort is a type of French cheese. I freaked out. I didn't realize that. I'm 36 years old and I just realized the mouse is named after a fucking Parisian cheese. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> and I was so stupid as a kid. Um, Maybe Roquefort just slapped that motherfucker on there and was like, Bon voyage, fucker. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> what was I just about to say? I just lost all of my train of thought. We were talking about the... Fucking the... Roquefort this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore blue nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One thing that bothers me about this movie. Oh, one thing that bothers me about all Disney movies. Why can't these kids have both their fucking parents? Why... Did it take till now? Like Moana. I finally noticed Moana has both of her parents in that movie. And I'm like, what? My biggest, like, okay, I'm going to say this. My biggest role model, my favorite role model Disney princess was Ariel. She doesn't have a mom. Why couldn't she have a mom? Now I know there's a prequel called Ariel's Beginnings. It's on Disney Plus. Since it came out, I've never watched it. Because I know I'm going to ball like a little bitch. Well, I think the choice to, like, usually, like, lose a parent in uh, these types of stories, it, it makes the characters slightly more interesting. Because um, most people have both parents. Mm. So, like, when you watch somebody who doesn't have both parents, immediately they have something that you don't know about. Like, you don't, you've never experienced living with only one parent, so. so. shouldn't Frozen be only relatable to orphans, then? No. Because they lose both of their parents. No, so it would be relatable to orphans, but it wouldn't be, like, it would still be engaging for somebody who never lost their parents. Okay. Because then 
they're experiencing something through these characters that they've never experienced in their life. That, like, broken feeling that mm. the characters portray. Have you ever seen Frozen? Uh, yes. Um... I'm sorry, what? Well, I used to work in at Walmart, so when they would put me in like the electronics section to cashier, they would play Frozen on a loop when that movie came out. So I've oh, seen buddy, the entire I'm so thing. I'm sorry. I've never <laughs> seen the entire thing. I've seen the entire thing in segments. <laughs> but I've never. No, I hate Frozen. Hate it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Nothing against the ladies that are in it, the actors, whatever, cast, all that. I've been exhausted lately. This coffee has just hit me like nap time. <laughs> so bad. Um, coffee. I'm sorry. We're drinking tea because apparently I own too much tea. She doesn't know what she's saying, folks. <laughs> what do you mean I don't know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, just, you literally stood there and said, "Drink some tea," because I bought a thing from David's Tea of 65 bags of tea. And look, I put two of them in here. You can't yell at me. Drink two. Drank two this week. Your efforts are appreciated. Don't patronize me. <laughs> oh, so the ending of this movie is very cute. All the cats, O'Malley, Duchess, and the kids, they're one big happy family. And it's mentioned that, you know, there's going to be made more room for more kittens. And I went, dear God. And then she's like, I'm opening my home to all the alley cats in Paris. That mansion now smells permanently of cat piss. I did find that kind of funny. Like, just the idea that he, that she, she's essentially willingly letting go of her status as this, this, this esteemed actress, this esteemed to, crazy actress to crazy fucking cat and woman. We have one cat. We have one cat. I've owned many cats in my life. We have one cat, very small space. Yeah. I want to yeet her out a window sometimes when she gets her zoomies. Now, people that own cats know what the zoomies are. It's like early in the morning or late at night. She gets the zoomies between like 5.30 and like 8.39. And like, I would say 7 to like 10.30, 11. Those are her zoomie times. We've got her on a good schedule. Like she's starting to sleep at night. We try not to let her nap too much if we're home. She's getting there. She's getting better. In the beginning, I almost killed her. <laughs> um, the first three weeks, we didn't sleep. And then she got fixed. She got fixed, okay? We had to put her in the kitty cone, and we had to use a neighbor's dog cage. Big cage. It was a very big cage. But she couldn't roam around the house because this house is so small, she just jumped everywhere. Yeah. And she couldn't jump. She couldn't rip her suture. So we had to. That was the best fucking two weeks. Because she didn't jump all over us. She was good. And we all slept. She slept at night. We slept at night. She got let out to clean the cone. Make sure she was good. Feed her. Take care of her. Can you imagine a mansion with hundreds of cats that you have to take care of now? Is that animal cruelty? (laughs) that's people cruelty oh my god I I love my cat don't get me wrong I love this little thing she's so cute right now but oh no she's not sleeping anymore 
She's so cute when she sleeps. She really is. And I torture her to death. I make her little paws and play with her little ears. And then she swipes at me and it's like, I deserve that. But I cannot imagine having a home. And these are alley cats. These are feral cats. These are strays. She's still in the mindset of a stray cat. Like she thinks she's running around in a field or she's got to fight for food. It's like you have food. You have a home. You don't have to do this stuff anymore. I just cannot imagine that pristine, beautiful-looking mansion a month later. Shredded curtains, carpets torn up, you know, fucking shit knocked over all the place. We can't have stuff on our desks or anywhere in reach because she just, oh my she God. just annihilates it, you know? <laughs> but, oh my God, that's that running through my head. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. She's taking in all the kitties. Yay! Now as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you hag? <laughs> Keep the five you got. Spade her, neuter him, lock the door. No one goes out. Oh God. I don't. I don't know. It's. <laughs> it's just so dumb. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, do I have any more fun facts before we are finished with this? Let's see. Uh... Ava Gabor, who played Duchess, and Phil Harris, who played O'Malley passed away in 1995 only five weeks apart wow yeah I thought that was kind of oh uh did you know that uh scat cat appears in Robin Hood as yes. well yep that I actually did know I thought he appeared in something else there was supposed to be an Aristocats 2 in 2005 I remember this they were advertising this but it was scrapped it never came out. It's probably uh, for the better. <laughs> Edgar was originally given a sidekick named Elvira, who was a maid. Kind of glad they scrapped that. I think it would have been a longer, more kind of confusing movie. Honestly, it was a mess as it is. Yeah. Originally, there were four kittens, and the fourth kitten was called Waterloo. The Battle of Waterloo? Mm. Yep, I thought that was kind of cute. Waterloo. Waterloo was removed from the story because there were too many cats. By the end, there was too many cats. Uh, let's see. Boris Karloff was one of the actors considered to play the part of the butler. That would, that have, been would cool. have been cool. That would have been really cool. Uh, O'Malley's personality was based on Phil Harris, but also Clark Gable. Mr. Rhett oh, Butler. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> My face going through the fun facts. There's not really a lot. This one's going off the rails, folks. Like, yeah. this is... We we don't have enough to say about this movie, so we're just resorting to IMDb's list of bullshit. So, <laughs> I have a couple of relative to the movie, okay. but general questions in life. Go on. Add it. <laughs> Out of the three kittens, which one did you like the best? Uh, All three had a very different personalities. I don't really. I didn't really like any of them. No. But uh, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe the the dark gray one. Oh really? I thought you'd pick the ginger cat. No. Um, I liked that he was like he had like an artsy side to him. But it was funky. Wait, the gray cat? No, the the orange cat. The orange cat. But, um, 
the the little hissing thing he tried to do throughout the movie was just annoying. I thought it was cute. And He's trying to be all big and tough for his mom. Uh, the gray cat was kind of quiet for most Sassy. of the movie, and then he had that one line at the end that made me rethink my entire life. So. <laughs> he also um, gives Maria so much shit, and I love it. Because growing up, I was like, oh, Marie's cute, but I hate the fucking pink bows. Yeah. I hate the bows on Marie. hate them. Um, but I've always loved that little orange cat. Because, like, everybody else gets flung out of the basket, and he wakes up going, been here the whole fucking time. That reminds me of Jess. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? I never left. <laughs> um, yeah. What are your other questions? For the sake of if I wasn't here, you yeah. didn't have a girlfriend, you just had your tape collection, and you were collecting VHS, would you collect this for your, for your, what do we call it, the archive? Would you put this in your archive? Yeah. Even though it's a Disney movie? Yeah. Um, honestly, the fact that you wanted to collect Disney clamshells and stuff saved me from having to do it. Um, what helped is I already had 35 coming yeah. into the relationship. But, so my viewpoint on collecting, which at a later date we'll probably get even further into collecting yeah. as a whole, but um, my viewpoint on collecting has always been to uh, preserve physical media in any form. So, like, I'm talking, I would collect anything that I could get my hands on. Like, if people were giving, trying to get rid of VHS tapes, and you're just like, here, take these, and it was a bunch of shit I didn't want, I would still take it. Like, you'd give me a fucking crate full of workout videos, and I would still take them, because... Veggie tales. Veggie tales. Like, anything, because it's the act of saving physical media when it's, like, soon it's gonna be gone. Like, they're going to start f- phasing shit out. Like, VHS isn't manufactured anymore other than random little s- companies that do it for nostalgia's yeah. sake. Um, eventually, they're going to do away with DVDs altogether. Eventually, they're going to phase out Blu-rays. Everything's going to go digital, which I <clears throat> fucking hate. It, I personally believe in physical media. I like having physical over digital files like digital files can be lost so much easier mm. and i it kills me yeah this is like i will collect a- anything physical media it doesn't matter to me so like disney was always on my list it was just not a priority it's a pain in the ass to collect disney it can because be because everybody wants to get their hands on disney stuff however it's some of the easier stuff to find yeah there are certain movies that are incredibly hard what? I own an original copy that we bought in the 90s of the Black Holder. Yeah. You saw it. That thing looks like hell. It's not aligned properly. It looks funky. But I have it. Right. I've never seen another copy of the Black Holder. Ever. And when I tell people, I own the Black Holder and we bought it in the 90s, they're like, how? Like, we just, we bought it. My dad or mom saw it and bought it and we own it. And you just kept it. And I've kept it ever since. I've kept certain clamshells. Like, other ones we've had to collect over the years. My Beauty and the Beast one. Um, I really do remember this, because I think my mom and dad got it for me as an apology that I was getting a baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
they bought Beauty and the Beast and hid it in the house behind me. And I had to find it. And once I found it, I could watch it. And I distinctly remember that because I wanted Beauty and the Beast to be one of my favorites. But I'm sorry, Ariel stuck since 89. Something about the year 89 that I just, I like. I was born in 89. You were born in 89. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that one is still the original one. The Little Mermaid one, unfortunately, went to school with me, and I took it to my grandparents, and it beat the fucking hell. Like, I don't have the original tape. I don't know what happened to the original tape that goes in it. It might actually be in one of the boxes in storage with, like, a couple other tapes that I've got. But the box, the clamshell, literally, like, you open it and pieces fall off. Yeah, that but thing is... But it does is... still say Leah Shippey, grade, two, grade one in it, which is awesome. <laughs> that thing has been through the fucking ringer. The ringer. Now I have two different copies. One I display and one I want to put in one of those cases and never touch. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I've always wanted to collect the Disney movies. Like, that's not something that was like, oh, I'm dating somebody who likes physical media. I'll collect them. No, I've always collected them. Like, I have the movies that my brother loves, like uh, Treasure Planet... Um, and what's the other one that he believes? The Titan AE? Titan, well, that's one of them. It's, oh, Atlantis. Oh, yeah. Those two, Treasure Planet and Atlantis, were his favorite growing up. I still have the clamshells. He didn't want to keep them, so I kept them. But they're underrated. Atlantis is great. Treasure Planet's good, great, too. But nobody remembers them. Do you remember them? Not, uh, a little bit Atlantis, but. Atlantis because it was kind of interesting. Treasure Planet, unless you've actually watched it, you have no idea what it's about. Yeah. No. And those are two movies like that Disney should have pushed more and should have promoted more because I think they were better. But I don't work for Disney. I never have. I almost did. Never will. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, do you have any other any other wrap-up questions there? Mm, this movie low-key sucks, but... Not really because, oh, it just blows. It's just not, it's boring. It's not memorable yeah. unless you go to the negative parts. Oh, that is memorable. But it's just, it's a cute little story. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't stand out as much um, as some of the other Disney movies, which is why I'm sure it's not like a classic. Yeah. Um, But I guess we can get into our standard closing Yay! questions here. Fire them away. Overall thoughts on the film? <laughs> I'll probably put this one away. Never watch it again. Unless, you know, my friends are like, hey, do you know a movie that my kid might want to watch? Like, yeah, your kid's a toddler? Here, watch this. They might like the kitty. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, this one has never done it for me. Did not do it for me this time. Uh, the absolutely awful racial things that are scattered throughout it are pretty rough Oof. um so i i don't like it you're gonna look good in the archives where you're gonna it'll look good on the shelf that's about it'll it look good on the shelf baby uh any favorites the lorned cat i think my favorite line is still girls don't start fight fights but they can finish them because it was just like this prissy little white kitty going, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> okay, sure. Sit down, honey. Like, but no, I mean, I've always liked the, um, the little song they all sing in the beginning where the kitties are playing on the piano and Marie and Duchess are singing. I always thought it was cute. 
but nothing too like powerful. Alright. Um, I didn't have any favorite characters. Mm. Uh, I think the I guess it would classify as a favorite line because it hit so hard was that uh, I almost had it dead. Yeah, that little black kitty say that. So bad. Oh, it was so rough. If that's not right, if that's not true, I'm gonna punch you in the arm. What? That they did that because he's. I don't kitty. know, but that's just. It's how it comes across to I me know. now. Oh, it's so, so bad. It just ruined the movie. Does it work? No. <laughs> we don't even have, you and I unanimously. No. no. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't hold up. It's. I guess if you're a little kid and you're you don't really care about anything but the fact that oh cartoon cats, sure maybe it'll yeah. work, but it doesn't work in terms of a story. It doesn't work in terms of animation now, it, no. or it, it fails on almost every fucking platform. Yeah. Would you recommend it? No. It's not one I rec. I've never recommended the Earth's Cats. I recommend it sarcastically. Oh, I need a good movie tonight. Why don't you watch the Aristocats? And I get the fuck's wrong with you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I do not recommend the Aristocats. I do, however, recommend the Aristocrats. Have, have you never heard of this? No. Oh, uh, so the Aristocrats is. A documentary based on a joke. Um, and it features like every famous comedian of the time. Um, and it's all about this one joke and it is the most fucked up joke. Or it can be the most fucked up joke imaginable depending on who tells it. And it's hilarious. Um, however... This has nothing to do with this film, so no, I do not recommend the Aristocats. It's oh, not. Wow. First two actors on the cast are both dead. Yes. <laughs> um, that's because Bob Saget's segment in that is absolutely. Bob Saget is one of the dirtiest. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Was was one of the dirtiest comics. And you know what? He made a name for himself doing it. Yeah. That and you know Full House, but. <laughs> um... Andy Dick, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Holy shit, he looks like a walking, talking cotton ball. Oh, yeah. How old is that man now? I, uh, six years old, Jesus. I don't think this movie can really be recommended today because of all of the themes yeah. it has that are unsavory. If you want to do a marathon of, like, I want to see every Disney movie from start to finish, all right, then it's in there. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. I can't put it in the underrated list. No. no. I can't put it in like memorable because it never really. The only thing I remember is my little sister had a Marie plushie growing up, and she loved Marie, and that was it. Like I think my sister really liked it. my sister Paige really liked this movie, growing up. But that's where it ends. The other thing I know is my friend Alicia has an Aristocats t uh, like shirt that she wears to work. Like that's it. That's all. She I wears an Aristocat shirt. So it's a white blouse, and it has little. It has Duchess and like a little mask, and then Marie, and it's black and white. That's oh all it is. Oh my god. It's, I think it's cute, but it's not something I would wear. I can't wear it because to me it's like. Oh. Uh, it's not my fashion. <laughs> would you or how would you make this today? 
And I swear to God, Disney, if you make a live action one of this, I will come down there. I don't think this is on their priority list. No, <laughs> but you know someone in the world's like, live action. Probably. Here, take our cat. You'd be one of the trashy street cats. <laughs> well, in that case, it would just be fucking all CG. It would, li- like it would the be Lion King. King. Yeah. Or all, and then a couple of human characters. Hmm. Uh... Big final question, which we all know the answer to already. Nope. Is this mainstream exploitation or other? It is it is it is mainstream. It's just mainstream cutesy movie that Disney wanted to make and that's it. End of story. Yeah. Agreed. They might play it in a grindhouse theater now. <laughs> if they still were around. I still wouldn't play this in a grindhouse theater. <laughs> Maybe at the beginning. Oh, the, hey, while you're getting day. your popcorn and you need to pee, here's an intermission. Maybe at the beginning, early in the morning, 5 when nobody's going to a fucking grindhouse theater. We're going to have something on <laughs> while we clean and scrape the gum off the floor. Uh, But I that pretty much brings this episode to an end. We don't have much more to say here no, about this one. No, um, But don't go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned for the coming attractions. <laughs> Enjoy a typical afternoon in New York City. Who is it? Groceries, man. She died a few minutes ago, Mr. Kersey. Any chance of catching these men? There's a chance, sure. Just a chance. I'd be less than honest if I gave you more hope, Mr. Kersey. This is Paul Kersey. This is the story of a man who decided to clean up the most violent town in the world. Listen, turn around. Give me the money. He begins where all the super cops leave off. Money has gone down by how much, sir? Nine fifty a week to four seventy. You reported last week. You understand? Not too many people know that. And uh, you want to keep it that way, huh? Oh no, we have to keep it that way, Inspector. This whole city would explode. And if this person is listening to my voice. I urge him in the name of law and order to desist from this one-man crusade and turn himself into the police. Let's see the money, man. Call him a mad vigilante. Call him a hero. Either way, he's always on target. We want you to get out of New York permanently. Never make a death wish, because a death wish always comes true, and you get to love it. (laughs) 
Well, that's gonna. That's quite a turn we just took there, huh? Cute little kittens. What? 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 Well, for fuck's sake, we just went from hard target to the aristocrats to Death, Death Wish. Wish. And the only thing I know about Death Wish is Red Letter <clears throat> Media doing Death Wish 3? Yes. And I think they've done 3 and 4. It's Charles Bronson, right? Yeah. Man, he's fucked up in those in the 3 and 4 movie. So, I'm kind of curious to see where the beginning starts. Not too much, too far away from those. <laughs> um, Christ. Yeah, Death Wish, uh, for those who don't know, it's a 70s... Um, this is a 70s movie. Well, 70s, like, revenge thriller, technically. Oh, um, boy. These days, you would definitely see something like that, or you definitely would have seen something like that playing in Grindhouse theaters, especially oh, its sequels. Because um, they just get cheesier. That's really how bad number four is. I distinctly remember when they were watching. They did number four for um, Best of the Worst, didn't they? They did both uh, three and four for Best of the Worst. Oh my god. And they were just, they were shitting on it. They were shitting on it pretty hard. Did yeah. they destroy number three or number four? No. Too good for that. For destroying it, at least. Um, I've seen some of the things they destroy. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. I'm not um, looking forward to this one. <laughs> I haven't seen this for a number of years, um, but I definitely am excited to go back because this is kind of, I don't know if it was the first, but it's like one of the, it's one of, one of the revenge movies that all revenge movies base themselves from okay so if i've ever seen a revenge movie this is this is where it started these are where the core themes came from okay pretty much um and i have high hopes i hope you're gonna like it uh it's it's a classic in terms of like revenge thrillers at least she doesn't seem thrilled i'm not thrilled <laughs> There's no love behind these eyeballs. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up our episode for today. Um, where can people find you on the internet? I was not prepared for this. They can find me on the internet if they search for my name. What do I have? I have an Instagram. I have a Twitter. I have a Facebook. I have a Discord. Um, I have a LinkedIn. I don't have a MySpace. I deleted that. It was too cringy. Sorry, kids. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> if you're looking for movie recommendations, coffee recommendations, uh, if you want to check out our film collection, see some behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, or you just want to chat with us, um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at GrindhouseCast. We have a Discord, which Leah runs. You can chat with her. Um, that's also at Grindhouse Podcast. Um, if you like what you're seeing on the show, um, if you want to show us, give us some support, um, you can either support us over on... 
you can either support us over on Anchor uh, directly, or we also have a Patreon where we're working on some. We're in the fleshing out process right now. Yes. Of them, so we're really excited. We're working on some content specifically for patrons. Yes. So I think that that'll be a really cool Let's thing. Let's just once say we... we saw the new Matrix movie. We talked about this a while ago. Yeah. But we saw the new Matrix movie. And our brains have not stopped with what we could do extra for Patreon. Yes. We have a list each, and they're very long, and we have ideas coming, different content, maybe new subjects we could talk. Like, we're excited. So yes. definitely, please, go support... <sighs> Fuck! Go support us on Patreon. You're definitely not going to be disappointed with what we're com- what's coming up. And if you're listening to the podcast and you want a more visual experience, uh, check us out on YouTube, where you can get every single episode in its entirety with video. Sometimes. Sometimes. We keep having a lot of issues with video, and I apologize profusely for it. I think it's because we have two separate cameras. We have two different. I think we just need Black Magic to have a buddy. We do have two... We run two separate types of cameras. Yeah. One is a Blackmagic, the other is a Panasonic. So they work well together, but not all the time. My Panasonic doesn't want to doesn't <laughs> want to record me sometimes. Um, Sorry, your Panasonic. Continue. We hope you continue listening to us and give us five stars on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. Um, new episodes of the podcast come out first thing every single Monday morning. Uh, but I think that's about it. Yep. Until next week, I'm Sean. I might be Leah. Thanks for listening, and keep watching. Bye. I haven't done it in a while. in this film. It is definitely not recommended for the squeamish. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.